Hello, everyone, and welcome to the week that was. This is Todd, and we got Jar over there. How you doing, Jar? Pigtail Jar today. Doing well. <laughs> I was so confused when I joined uh, when I joined him on the Zoom. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> you thought you were seeing double or something? <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I thought I thought it was maybe like you know like a head wrap or like a do rag or something or like you know. I, I was confused. I'm like, no, that's his hair. So uh, we got we got a new look going on for Jeremy. I'm about the same that I've always been, just you know, average white dude. Um, but uh, Jeremy's mixing it up a little bit. Um, so let's uh, let's jump right in. So, Jared, the, the thing that that I want to talk about, I'm not sure if you've been following it, but this uh, the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. Have of you... course, I mean it's um it's pretty uh it's pretty big news. I mean, it, <laughs> um, what's it, what's interesting just before you even start is um I guess that was definitely a bigger story, but it's been interesting to me how no one has talked about Ahmad Arbery yeah, um, like at all because like I thought that story was actually worse as far as um racism and criminal injustice and all that because that was like a cop telling random people to um to get some guy which was weird it was also killing a black person um the kyle rittenhouse is like a racism trial but uh a white guy killed white people which yeah. is um <laughs> is just interesting <laughs> um, yeah, so, and, uh, you know, I'm really happy you brought that up. So um, the one, I, I definitely want to dive into the Kyle Rittenhouse racism aspect because it's it's sort of crazy. Um, but the the Aubrey trial, I think is interesting. And I think the reason that it's not getting as much attention is because I don't know, and I have not heard anyone in real life or online that is like, yeah, those guys were right to stop him and to, and then it escalated to a point. Like no That's one right. even thinks they should have stop the guy like look if you want to do you're, you're probably really racist yes oh 100 <laughs> yes like i'm sure like david duke and people that are actual white supremacists you know not like twitter white supremacists yeah um that that are like yeah he deserved it but right but yeah, I think the, I think the reason that case isn't getting attention is because it's like, yeah, I think ninety percent of people agree. It's like, yeah, those dudes should go to jail. <laughs> like what they did was wrong. Um, so, but to to double back to the Rittenhouse thing, I don't even really care about the. Um, I don't want to talk about so much the actual like facts of the case or was he right or was he wrong. Um, I personally think that it's a pretty clear cut case of self defense, at least with what happened. I do want to say I think Kyle was dumb to do what he did in terms of being like, I'm going to join this militia and go patrol Kenosha. It's like, you're a kid, man. There were right. plenty of adults that were starting to do that. And I think the bigger thing is, is that this really is, it's sort of funny because the same crowd that is screaming defund the police is the same crowd that is saying we need to Kyle Rittenhouse to be jailed for the rest of his life. He's a murderer, blah, 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 blah. And my question to that is like, what the fuck do you think is going to happen if we really defund the police? You're right. going to have more people stepping up and being like, well, shoot, who can I call? I need to strap up. I need to hire armed guards for my business. Like, right. that, that is what will happen because... The fact of the matter is people that live in nice, rich, white neighborhoods or double-gated communities, they've already got private security. They've already got layers of protection around them. They're right. going to be fine. And right. they're the ones who are most likely, especially in these, there's actually a really interesting incident in um, Minneapolis that were voting on 
a bill that was sort of, it was branded as a defunding the police bill. It would have created like a, a Department of Public Safety and that- it got and rejected, it, right? It got overwhelmingly rejected. And the craziest thing was if you look at the map of where the votes came in, the all the rich white areas, majorities supported it. And in the black and poorer neighborhoods that interact with police more and that are the ones who were told are being oppressed by the police, they all voted against it. Yeah, and I mean, all the people behind the the uh, defund the police after that got overturned, they're like, oh, we didn't really mean to fund the police. That oh. was just, they're like, that was a wrong term that we use and it kind of got popular. What we mean meant was to reallocate the resources for the police. And it's like, no, you're just saying that because you just lost. Last year, when uh, everyone was going wild, it was screaming defund the police. And there were people saying demantle the police or dismantle the police. And they were talking about bringing it down, not just like changing out resources, allocating resources. No, a lot of people did want defund the police. And I think now that it got rejected, people are going like, no, like we didn't really mean that. Nah, you definitely did. Well, you saw that as soon as the abolish police and the defund police movement started kicking off, people were immediately being like, well, we don't actually mean defund. What we mean is, and then go on this like two minute explanation of what they actually mean. And it's and like, what they actually meant usually requires more funds. So yes. they actually mean fund the police and, and train them more. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, and it, you know, it's sort of like, like, I feel like public policy is sort of like humor. It's like, if you have to spend five minutes explaining what you actually mean or why a joke is actually funny, it's not good public policy and it's not a good joke. Like, you know what, it's, and, and they basically, look, they handed Republicans just a goldmine of, of basically being like, well, look at these insane people. They want to defund the police. That's nuts. They want to abolish prisons. That's crazy. Like, yeah. and, and so, and it's just really funny to watch, but to, to double back to the Rittenhouse thing, you know, I think you sort of touched on it. And I think the comment about, you know, him shooting three white people, I've been reading a lot of, the thing that is most distressing to me is that this basically to use a buzzword, the misinformation campaigns around this trial are mind-blowing. Yeah. Uh, there are legitimately people who, leading up to this trial, and I'm probably sure there are people right now that still think it, they think Kyle shot Black people. Yeah, no, a lot do. I've been seeing that too. People are, uh, people would say he shot three white people, and people would be like, wait, what? And you're yeah. like, wait, you thought he shot Black people? Like, uh, Well, it's it's funny. Like, it's like, wow, I didn't it, realize that at all. Well, there, there was a, there was this Twitter thread from a woman with like, she, you know, 3000 followers. So nothing huge, but nothing small. And she's like, I am legitimately like apologizing for all the takes I've had on the Rittenhouse trial, because until two weeks ago when the trial started or whenever the trial starts, it's like, I legitimately thought that Kyle went and gunned down Black Lives Matters protesters that were like people of color. And she's like, I my my eyes have been opened. I've been following this trial. And she's like, I'm not I'm not so sure if it's self defense or not, but I know that I was basically lied to, and I know that that I was being deceived. And people have ulterior motives. Absolutely. And like, and the thing is, it's the and and I've said this is that people of color and poor people have always known that the police are corrupt and prosecutors are corrupt, and they will lie in court and they will railroad them and they will they will go out of their ways to manipulate the truth in order to get people convicted of crimes that they didn't necessarily commit or that they're not truly guilty of and railroad them and get them thrown into prison. And I think this trial is showing a lot of white people <laughs> that 
these people are corrupt and they are evil. And if you're a prosecutor, if you have, if you are a prosecutor that is a state agent, you have an unlimited budget, you have unlimited resources, and you have everything to line up and to try to put someone in jail and deprive them of their freedom. And I mean, this- Do you think, do you think the uh, holding back of the high quality video was intentional? Um, and I guess just to explain to viewers, um, in case you are not aware or whatever, so supposedly um, the prosecutor had a video and the video seems to be one of the most um, um, the video evident- the video in question basically establishes the prosecution is using it to establish that he pointed it house, the weapon. Rittenhouse provoked the initial in the initial engagement and fight with Rosenbaum, the first person he shot. So they're basically saying since he provoked this fight with Rosenbaum, he loses his right to self-defense, and then all the subsequent killings therefore cannot be self-defense. And supposedly they have a video from a drone where it kind of shows, or I don't want to say kind of, that's giving my opinion, where some people sh- uh, say it shows him pointing, but the defense in their video that they received from the prosecution, um, it wasn't so clear that it was pointed at them. You couldn't really tell it was grainy. So uh, they realized after the fact that the prosecution didn't give them the same quality video as they had, where then the defense said, we would have changed our argument if we had known uh, the video looked differently. So there's actually a possibility at a mistrial now. I think there's another like um, possibility at a mistrial too for another reason, which um, I think is a little interesting. But do you think the defense did that on pur- or prosecution did that on purpose? Um, a, a podcaster I like to listen to, Adam Carolla, has a saying that's, are you stupid or are you a liar? And yeah. it's, and it's, yeah, I think they, look, I think these people could just be dumb and didn't realize what they're doing. I think they could also be lying and that they did it on purpose. I think that either way, it's, it is, there is a higher burden on the prosecution because it is their job. To, Kyle does not need to prove he is innocent. The prosecution needs to prove he's guilty. Right. That is the way, because he is innocent until proven guilty. That is the way, that is a bedrock of our entire system and for the prosecution to be like like it's on the prosecution to verify that the evidence they are giving to the defense is the same evidence that they are going to use at trial so even if they did it accidentally in my opinion that could definitely still be grounds for a mistrial potentially with prejudice which if it's with prejudice it means he cannot be tried again double jeopardy mm-hmm. applies they don't get another bite at that apple Wait, what about sorry to keep going on tangents there's so much to this trial but what about the msnbc journalists who followed oh, the God. <laughs> well yeah it's like it's, there's so much uh, messed up stuff and it's like yo you guys are idiots like what are you doing you're messing it up it's supposed to be a fair trial now it's not regardless of what happens now someone's going to complain and say oh is msnbc's fault oh is the prosecution's fault oh whatever just have a fair legit trial do things the way you're supposed to do and, and even i hate to break it to anyone who wants to see rittenhouse rot in jail for the rest of his life but even if there's not a mistrial even if he's convicted there are so many avenues to appeal this case that mm-hmm. there's no way it doesn't get appealed like if he if he gets convicted it oh and the the other the other aspect uh, that initially raised the mistrial and I actually saw it live when it happened on the stream so the the defendant or the prosecution when they were cross examining Kyle Rittenhouse basically implied that 
they started asking him like, well, why weren't you talking about the case or why wouldn't you talk to police after you were arrested and before the trial started? And basically implying that his silence and refusal to talk about the case was basically sort of implying that it meant he was guilty. And the judge cleared the courtroom and literally like he actually yelled at the prosecution because in some cases, like if this was a lower scale case, that judge might have declared a mistrial right then and there because the idea that you imply that your silence is a signal that you're guilty is direct violation of your Fifth Amendment rights. It has been established jurisprudence for, I believe, decades and possibly hundreds of years. I mean, from the time you're three years old, you know that you have the right to remain silent. Yeah. It's like what everyone knows. Pops, kids, that, that's yeah. the tip from the podcast for the day. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's just, it's crazy. And I think the, I think these prosecutors are corrupt. Oh, and my, my favorite thing, I don't know if you saw the closing arguments, but did you see when the prosecutor picked up the gun and pointed it at, basically at the crowd? Yeah. It's like, what, bro, it's like, we just had the Alec Baldwin shooting. Like, <laughs> yeah. what do you, like, you he don't. He might be stupid. He might not be lying. He might be stupid, actually. <laughs> and, 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 and the thing that is funny is, because you know me, I'm I'm the gun guy of the two of us, and like, yeah. not only did he point the gun, he had his finger on the trigger. Oh no, like, he wasn't holding it the right way, or like how you're supposed to when there's people in the room. Like two, um, of the, two of the the big like there are four gun safety rules, and I feel like I always forget at least one of them. But it's like you assume every gun is loaded always, no matter what. If you check the chamber and look, and you see it's empty, as soon as you lock it back up, you assume this gun is loaded. I'm treating it like a loaded gun. The other yeah. thing is you don't point it at anyone or anything that you're not going to shoot them. And you keep your your finger off the trigger until you're ready to fire. Yeah. And one thing about all the pictures of Kyle, he actually has amazing trigger discipline. And every picture you see, when he's holding his rifle down, his finger is forward, not on the trigger, which is exactly how you're supposed to handle a gun like that. Huh. And it's, so it's, I don't know, the whole thing is a, is a shit show. I think it's... It definitely is. I feel like um, I didn't watch too much of the trial, but I, I have been like reading a bit. And um, I do feel like uh, I heard a couple of things the judge says. I feel like he's being labeled this crazy guy and he's actually not as crazy, I think, as the media is putting him out to be. Um, and he basically commented that the media is like making this a lot worse than it has to be um, yeah. and that they should just like kind of chill. Um, and I don't know, like my first couple of headlines I saw of this judge, I was like, oh, this guy's kind of off his rocker. He's nuts. But then you realize like, no, this guy's just trying to follow the law. Uh, he's a judge. He knows the law and he's just trying to follow it. And then the media is able to mix and match that and, and change it. So it looks like this guy's like um, rooting for um, Rittenhouse or he's like not a nice guy or whatever. And it's like, no, the guy's just trying to follow the rules. Yeah, well, and, and it's interesting, a couple things that I know to be true is one, and that you haven't heard in the media is that one, this guy was appointed by a Democrat governor of Wisconsin, mm. he's been on the bench for like 40 years. So he also, I think, I'm pretty sure he, he used to be a former prosecutor, I believe. And in, in general, judges, after they've served long enough, they typically sort of get a reputation of either being sort of like more pro-prosecution or pro-defense. And there was some comment from a lawyer who works in Kenosha and has been in front of this judge, I think he said literally hundreds of times. And he's like, this guy's well known to be someone who is more is more friendly to defense. 
Like, mm. that's what he is. Like, this is nothing unique for him. He's not going out of his way for Kyle. This is someone who probably was a former prosecutor, probably saw the abuses of prosecution, and he understands that you need to crack the whip on the prosecution, that they need to be held to a higher standard, again, because they have unlimited resources, they have all the power, they have the legitimacy of the state going for them, they're in cahoots with the cops, and so you right. need to hold that, you need to hold them accountable. And right. this idea, and it's, and it's distressing, and look, I, I'm happy Derek Chauvin got convicted, but the way that trial went and the way people were acting about it, like there were legitimately people being like, why do we even need to have a trial for Chauvin? We have yeah. the video. Like, it's like, people, we have due process. Yeah. One deserves yeah. process. Jeffrey Dahmer, Derek Chauvin, Kyle Rittenhouse, the most evil person on the face of the earth. If we, if we captured Hitler alive, that man deserved a fair trial. Even the Nazis got trials. Yes, exactly. Like, Strung them all up at the end, thank God. Yeah. But, Trust me, I, I wish we could have just killed all the Nazis, but no, there's a process uh, to everything. You gotta go, you gotta follow the rules. There's war crime, there's war rules. And, and that and that to some degree is extremely important because it is what separates us from people like the Nazis or people like the dictatorial authoritarian communist Chinese. Like right. we do process. You can be you, great, you can, great segue because that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, all right, let's move on. We've gone too far on this, but no, anyway. good. I, yeah. I mean the thing is we'll probably be talking about it next week because I'm sure whatever the result is, um, there's gonna be something that happens. Yeah. <laughs> so my thing is about China. I uh I don't like China. I'm willing to say it. I'm not like an anti-Asian, which a lot of people will say, but I will say China is not a good country. I've been saying it for at least a year or two now, and they are dangerous and they are violent and they don't like us. For whatever reason, most people in America don't seem to care. Starts with my biggest thing is the IGARs, however you say it. There's concentration camps in China. No one seems to care at all. Disney filmed a movie right down the street from where like an IGAR concentration camp is. Didn't seem to care. The NBA televised in China, I think like has special events in China. Knows about the IGARs. People bring it up. Don't seem to care. Inez Cancer, popular player in the NBA, brings it up over and over saying China's pulling off all these atrocities. Doesn't seem to care. This woman, I need to look it up. I, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. I'm sorry if I do. Peng Shui is a tennis player from China. She um, posted about the Me Too movement. Um, that's still happening. That's still why I'm not able to approach girls for the last like six years, but that's a sad story. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she basically came out with a post that said uh, the vice premier of China um, did something there, sexually assaulted her. Yeah. And basically she went missing since then she hasn't been seen um probably killed we're probably being tortured right now uh probably she's probably not like on an island uh trying to be away from social media that's not what's happening it's probably something not good. and um here's where i am super 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 appreciative of the women's uh tennis association um they have said that they refuse to do business with china until there's a solution to Peng Shui, until they see her and they know what happens. Um, and the head of the Women's Tennis Association said, we're gonna lose hundreds of millions, maybe even billions of dollars because of this, but this is a lot more important than tennis and it's a lot more important than money. And I am so, so, so happy that someone was willing to do that. 
I don't really, I'm not a big fan of tennis. I don't know who this guy is, but I'm going to support him so much right now because that is what you're supposed to do. Put money to the side and do what is right. And the first person that comes to mind of like someone who I used to think was an awesome person, I used to love, probably was one of my favorite athletes because he seemed like he was a good person. He fought for what was right. LeBron James, completely ignorant to China, completely doesn't care about China, says he cares about injustice in America. Well, if you want equality, equality is equality around the world. It's not just for Americans. So if you want equality, you need to say equality is for everyone. And when you ignore a whole nation of people, a whole ethnic uh, type of person in that country, then I'm sorry, you're not for equality. You're a sham and you are just trying to look good for yourself. Yeah, so, well, actually, Jeremy, I don't know if you, I, you know, the uh, the Peng Shui, or however you pronounce her name, apologies if I'm getting it wrong. Um, this actually, it's it's been cleared up. I don't know, did you hear that? Yeah, the email? She, the email, yeah, she sent an email. <laughs> yeah, this, this happened. So, like, she I think an you need to she apologize to Chinese overlords, because <laughs> apparently she had, she, she realized that she just made it all up. <laughs> it didn't actually happen. Now, we still haven't seen her. She just no. sent an email. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I it's honestly hilarious, because, like, um, I, I mean, I'm sure there's some people who believe it, but, like, I don't know how you could really believe that. Well, that um, that's what I love about China. It's just, like, their level of audacity and just yeah. being, like, nothing to see here. It's yeah, like, they don't care. Really, they really don't get away with this. And look, you, you bring up LeBron James, and I agree that he's a scumbag. Um, but there's a NBA player. I don't follow the NBA at all. Um, I think his name is Ennis Cantor. It's yeah, Ian. Turkish guy. I mentioned him a little in my first uh, sentence. So he posted a tweet today or maybe yesterday. Yeah, I think yesterday it said, uh, money over morals for King LeBron. Sad and disgusting how these athletes pretend they care about social justice. They really do play in the NBA, baby. They really do shut up and dribble when Big Boss China says so. Did you educate yourself about the shoes, about the slave labor that made your shoes, or is that not part of your research? And then it shows a picture of shoes he's going to be wearing in an upcoming game that are just covered in art that show Xi Jinping putting a crown on LeBron James's head and has, hey, still researching and getting educated? Question mark. I am informed and educated about the situation. And like, so I love this guy because he's just calling him out. And I'm sure oh, that yeah. he's been doing it for, for years. And he, you know, he's banned from Turkey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, for, for going after Erdogan. Yeah. Uh, this guy speaks up when things aren't good over and over. And it's like he, yeah. he's doing the right thing. That's awesome. Yeah. No, lo love this guy. He's great. Um, and I think it's, I don't know. This this whole situation is it's like it, it's gross. It's disgusting. Um, <laughs> funny little story. When we were in Africa on our safari, we got out to go look at this like big flock of flamingos. There were a bunch of people standing around, and they had they had these Kenyan like armed guards that had these big rifles, probably similar to like an AR-15 or similar sort of style gun. And there was this Chinese guy who was talking to the guard, and he asked the guard if he could hold his gun. And he, I have a picture of this Chinese guy. The Kenyan never like, he was holding like the bottom of it, but he let the Chinese guy like hold the gun up and get his picture taken by like whoever he was with. And I started chatting up the Chinese guy and he's like, yes, in China, we're not allowed to own guns. And I'm like, yeah, I know. That's what I love about America. I own yeah. <laughs> <And he's> yeah. <laughs> 
And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, I own a bunch of guns and it's great. <laughs> and I'm sorry that you're not allowed to own guns. Like, I wish you had a better government. <laughs> and yeah. He was just sort of like, where? <laughs> so, it was funny because my it was it was funny because my wife uh, went and talked to him first, and he was we were outside in the middle of nowhere. He's not wearing a mask, and he basically he's like, "Oh, are you American?" And as soon as Allison goes like, "Yes, I'm American," he immediately takes out a face mask and put it, puts it on, and it's like, uh, "Hey, bro!" It's like you're using that trash Sinovax. Like her and I are both vaxxed with an actual decent vaccine that works. Yeah, but it was just the whole interaction was just mind blowing. Um, That's hilarious. Where in China is he from? I have no idea. Uh, he, just somewhere in China. Obviously, he was probably wealthy because he, you know, safaris ain't cheap. Um, yeah. So most of the Chinese people that you see aren't the um, aren't like the majority that are in China because like no. if you're seeing them, they're going to be rich. All the ones who are at universities are wealthy. Um, they're buying up a bunch of land in America, but like uh, the majority of Chinese are not like the ones that we probably come in contact with. Yeah. So yeah, man. I think the uh, the overall themes of today are just like complete injustice. We're seeing. Look, I'm not saying Kyle's innocent, guilty. I personally think he it's self defense, but the way this trial is being handled, the way people are commenting on it, is disgusting, and it just it gives a complete disregard for due process, which people need to realize what's happening. If we lose due process, that's that's a bigger threat to democracy and a slide into authoritarianism than the January 6th riots that Donald Trump ever was. And people are just quietly watching it slip away and almost cheering it on as long as it's- They're, the here, they're here for it. Yeah, and it's like, look, bro, you're not gonna like it when the state lines up against you and you're gonna wish you had due process. Yeah, there's there's a poem like first they came for the black people, then they came for the Jews, then they came for the lesbians, then they came for blah blah blah, and then they came for me. And that's how it goes. You see them, the eye guards get taken, you see them get taken, you see them get fucked up, and eventually, once everyone is gone, it's gonna happen to you. And that's why people need to like fight for what's right because you don't know when it's gonna happen to you. That's a that's a great poem. I think it's Reverend. I think it's like Neiman. Mall higher. I, I God, I, I know the guy's name. I would see if it written down, but yeah, I, you know, first we're more came, cultural than we come off. Yeah. <laughs> first, they came for the trade unionists, and I said nothing because I was not a trade unionist. And yeah. it goes on and on and on. Yeah. And they came for me, and there was no one left to speak up. And yeah. it's, you know, it's all it takes for evil to succeed is for good men to do nothing. Um, and, oh. you know, and I think we're, we're going to face a day of reckoning soon. Um, I think the the unfortunate thing is that people like you and me, once China invades Taiwan or starts really starting to invade other countries and everyone in Western democracies is like, what's going on? The Chinese can't do this. What's happening? And, and people like you and me will be like, I'm completely not shocked. It's completely been happening for 10 years. It finally happened. It's been gone. It's, um, yeah. I just know uh, my concern is I don't have 10 guns when shit goes like that. Um, so I need to... Uh, <laughs> know where my friends are <laughs> but um great yeah. episode honestly i really enjoy uh talking with you todd uh reflecting on the week that was um we've been saying it for a little i'm really 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 working to get a guest on asap because uh i want to see if our views are normal or if someone is like what are you guys talking about <laughs> um, 
So anyone listening, if you want to uh, be on, please let me know. I would love to have you. And um, I'm going to just reach out to a lot of people and hopefully uh, we get some guests soon. Any closing thoughts, Todd? No, that's it. Have a great awesome. week. Have a great week. Peace and love. Peace, Peace. and love.